guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL Podcast. Man, for you IGTV folks out there, you're lucky. You're getting yourself some more exclusive. And today we're not doing TOEFL. We're doing IELTS, goddammit. We're doing IELTS reading. I haven't done one of these in a long time. And I've had some followers recently say, hey, I see a lot of you. You know, your page has just TOEFL. And I said, okay, well, the reason why I got just TOEFL is because the majority of my market is South America, Central America, and the Western part of Europe, okay? My market doesn't really consist of, you know, Asia and Central Asia, right? Except on podcasts, but that's because they're just listening to things while they commute or whatever they do that for, right? So I said, okay, Arsenio, get out your feelings, do a little bit of IELTS, give them some teasers. Now, remember... There is an IELTS badge if you need some coaching, if you need some services for really quick, real cheap, and to get some results, you come on over here and talk to your boy. <laughs> and with that being said, man, I just love making this content so much. I love going crazy. And what I'm going to do today is screen share. Oh, God. Here we go. For all my ESL podcasters out there, again, thank you so much for tuning in to my crazy ass yet again. And today we got Walking with Dinosaurs. All right, IELTS Trainer, the oldest book in the world, just kidding, about eight years old as hell, though, in IELTS terms, right? But what I want to do is show you exactly where I find the answers and how to understand what a contradiction is versus a not mentioned or a not given, right? So we got the true, false, and not given is what we're going over today. And that's what I need to obviously write up here in the heading, true, false, not given, walking with dinosaurs, so you guys understand what type of reading I am doing. And again, I'm going to go through all this IELTS trainer too. It's just going to go all the way down, okay? And that's because, you know, I'm the man. All right, let's just put it that way. So we got six questions. True, false, not given. All right? True, we already know. It's basically it matches the same information given. It might be true in different ways, which I'm going to show you here. Now we got false, meaning the information is mentioned, but it contradicts. Not mentioned is like, what the hell? I can't find anything. Okay. Not mentioned, not given. Same thing. Primarily, it's not given now. Not mentioned was more like 2016s. Okay. Unless you guys are still getting that on your test in present day. If you are, hey, not given, not mentioned. Same damn thing. So here we go. Let's break this down. Now, what I did, I cut out some things. You guys are going to have to check out my blog. Yes, my blog. This is my blog. TheArsenioBuckShow.com. All of this color-coded system is going to make sense. The yellow is the answer. The blue is like the, 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 the information in which I found it. And the red is basically the general information. I'm going to break down this color-coding system coming up real soon. Uh, I didn't do that for four or five because obviously those things weren't mentioned whatsoever in the passage. So... Uh, but anyways, if we go back to six and we go into the three, the two, and the one, which is what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to make sense of everything. So number one, in his study of prehistoric life, remember, I don't care about walking with dinosaurs. I don't care about Peter, Mr. Fuckingham. I mean, I'm sorry, Fuckingham. That is a very difficult word to say. I apologize for my mispronunciation, but well-deserved it was. Mr. Peter Falkingham, okay, rarely spends time on outdoor research these days. You guys have the entire passage to look at. What I did was I took some snippets from 
that passage and I just slapped it right beneath the questions. Making it easy, right? So here we go. I'm guessing this is, I'm sorry, I keep looking out towards my window because today is like one of the probably 10 days here in Bangkok, Thailand, where there is no pollution. Oh my God, thank you so much, Wind and Mother Nature, bless your heart. Okay, let's get back, let's focus here, all right? I'm gonna say that question one more time. In his study of prehistoric life, Mr. Peter Falking, okay? Falking rarely spends time on outdoor research these days. So what I did, I took out that little paragraph and I said, let's do this. The media image of, and I color-coded prehistoric life in the question, as you guys could see, and if you guys are listening, I color-coded prehistoric life in red. And then I color-coded the, you know, the subsequent message that is written right after the media image of, which is paleontologists who study prehistoric life. Aha, prehistoric life, prehistoric life. Is often a field workers camped in the desert in the hot sun, carefully picking away at the rocks surrounding a large dinosaur's bone. Now, it says here, Peter Falkenham rarely spends time on outdoor research these days. If you're listening to me, I color-coded purple, rarely spends time because this is the key phrase that I'm matched with the purple phrase that I'm getting ready to say right now in the second sentence. But Peter Falkenham has done little of that for a while now. Huh. Now remember, Peter Falkenham rarely spends time on outdoor research these days. The first sentence in the red, it says paleontologists, they spend the night in the desert in the hot sun picking away at rocks of large dinosaur bones. But Peter does little of that. Peter rarely spends time outdoor. And then to follow that up, so we know the answer, right? In his study, Prehistoric Life, rarely spends time on outdoors. Yes, true. That's true. Why? He does little of that. He has been doing little of that for a while now. Little of what? The sentence before, which says, field workers camped in the desert. He doesn't do that anymore. And what even is a greater dead giveaway is the next sentence that I highlighted in yellow. Instead, oh, this is getting into the explanation in regards to what Steve, I'm sorry, I keep saying Steven. Did I say Steven or Peter? Who cares? Same damn thing. Uh, Peter, it says instead, comma, he devotes himself to his computer. Bam, that's your answer. He's indoors. He's not outdoors with the rest of them. He doesn't pick rocks anymore. He does little of that now. He rarely spends time on outdoor you know, research these days. Correcto mundo. Number one is true. That's how you break it down. Look at that color-coded sentence. Okay. And look at the paragraph little snippet that I took above. So you're going to be able to come up here. <sighs> Let's see here. Uh, second paragraph. The media image. There it is. That's where I found it. Second paragraph. See how I did that? So what you guys need to do, this is how you make sense of it. You need to compartmentalize, meaning like divide things into, you know, separately so you can understand the information better. Because just by doing that, 
I said, okay, prehistoric life. Ooh, found it, prehistoric life. Okay, field workers often today, desert, hot sun, picking away rock, dinosaur bone. Okay. But Peter Falkenham has done little of that. Go back to the question. Peter Falkenham rarely spends time on outdoor research. <gasps> Instead, what does he do? Oh, himself too is a computer. Oh, he is not outside. He's on his computer. The answer is true. That's how you guys do it. Okay? Understand it. It's not about the answers. I remember there was one girl that commented on my Facebook page. She's like, what about the answer? I said, it's not about the answer. It's about how you found your answers and how'd you make sense of it. I can give you the answers, no problem. But if I give you the answers and you don't ask questions behind that, that means you did not understand the concept. Sweetheart, you must understand the concept because I will not be in your ear come test day. Now, let's go into number two. It says here, several attempts are usually needed before the computer model, several attempts purple, computer model red of a dinosaur used by Sellers, capital S, and Manning, capital M, manages to stay upright. Several attempts. Need it, computer model, dinosaur used by Sellers and Manning, manages to stay upright. Here we go, this is my sentence. It says here, the computer model is given a digitized skeleton and the location of known muscles. The model then randomly activates the muscles. This, perhaps unsurprisingly, results almost without fail in the animal falling on its face. So the computer alters the activation pattern and tries again, usually to a similar effect. The model dinosaurs quickly evolve. Now it says here in purple, several attempts, I highlight it in that little paragraph, tries again, are usually needed for the computer model, computer model, boom, highlight it, of a dinosaur used by Sellers and Manny, managed to stay upright. This perhaps unsurprisingly, upright is highlighted in yellow. And this part, this bit right here, is also highlighted in yellow. Results almost without fail in the animal falling on its face. That means the whole upright thing. So again, the animal, what, what? Keeps, keeps on falling, keeps on falling, keeps on falling. So what happens is, so the computer alters the activation pattern and tries again. Several attempts are usually it before the computer model can actually manage to keep the goddamn dinosaur slash animal upright. Two, got it? So, managed to stay upright, falls on its face. However, computer tries again. Several attempts are needed to maintain that dinosaur, make sure it stays upright. That's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. Do you see this? This color-coded system is phenomenal. And this is why I did it to begin with, because if you can understand the color-coded system and just apply it in your own way, you'll be able to kick ass this true, false, and not give it. Let's do another one, okay? I'm gonna skip number four, number five. Those are just not given. You guys could check that out on your own on my blog. Comment down below, let me know what you think. <sighs> Here we go. This one's a little tricky. Number three, when the sellers, capital S, and Manning 
capital M, computer model was used for people, it showed them moving faster than purple, faster than comparative, used for people highlighted in red. They are physically able to do, faster than they are physically able to do. Here we go. Let me read this out for all my Spotify folks out there. Assuming natural selection evolves the best possible solution too. Does that make any sense? Anyways, the modeled animal should be moving in a manner similar to its now extinct counterpart. And indeed, using the same method for living animals, bracket, or hyphen, whatever, not hyphen, I'm sorry, parentheses. Do we even use parentheses anymore? Something like that. Okay, parentheses or quotes, who cares? Anyways, I highlighted in red using the same method for living animals, humans, emu, and ostriches. So, when Sellers and Manning computer model was used for people, humans, people, humans, people, humans, it showed them moving faster than number three. That's the comparative form. So, with people, that means they're moving faster than they are physically able, capable to do. However, similar top speeds were achieved on the computer as in reality. Do you see this? There's a contradiction. Using the same method for living animals, humans, similar top speeds were achieved on the computer as in reality. In the question, it says when it was used for people, it showed the people moving faster than they are physically able to. Number three is false. Why? The question says they're moving faster than they're physically capable to, you know, able to do. That's basically like Usain Bolt running five seconds in the 100 meters on the computer. But in reality, he could only run, what, 955, 9.55? However, in the paragraph, it says similar top speeds were achieved both on the computer and in reality. There was no comparison. There's no comparison. And that's why it's false. So it's very important for you guys to understand the comparisons, okay? Sometimes they use faster than uh, uh, all the comparisons. You guys know what I'm saying. Get it? That's your number three. So then I'm going to come down here and I'm going to go into number six. And we're going to be doing a really cool diagram in the next one. Not exactly sure what the next one will be, but you guys get it. So here we go. Research carried out into the composition of prehistoric, by the way, this is number six, mud has been found to be inaccurate. Okay, research, red. Paragraph down below, some of you do not see it on my podcast, you can hear it, experiments. Found it. Carried out into the composition of prehistoric mud has been found to be inaccurate. I'm going to read this sentence out for you. Experiments can answer these questions, but the number of variables is staggering. To physically recreate each scenario with the box of mud is extremely time-consuming and difficult to repeat accurately. This is where computer simulation comes in. Ah, purple and purple. Now, the question, mud has been found to be inaccurate. Sentence, to physically recreate each scenario with a box of mud is extremely time-consuming, we don't care, and difficult to repeat accurately. 
it's difficult to repeat accurately. Okay, I'll say that one more time. It's difficult to repeat accurately. In the question, it says mud has been found to be inaccurate. So to make this, uh, oh my God, to make this very uh, back and forth with everyone out there. Of course, if you guys are following me on my Arsenio's ESL podcast page, you guys can tag me in the post or leave your answer down below in the comment section of the IGTV video that I actually did. Uh, for the Facebook page, just let me know what your answer would be for this one because it's a little bit tricky. I like this, and I want to make this a little interactive for all of you guys out there. So I'll say this one last time. Prehistoric mud has been found to be inaccurate. Down here it says, to recreate each scenario with the box of mud is extremely time-consuming and difficult to repeat accurately. So what is your answer for this? This is a little bit tricky, and that's why I really want to hand it over to you guys that I'm waiting and dying to hear what you guys will say. Also, number four and five, Also, I said not mentioned, whatever, not given. You go on ahead. You check it out on my blog. Let me know. Comment down below. Share it. Go on my IGTV page. Go on my Facebook page, wherever it is, and let me know what you guys think. Again, lots of exclusive videos and coaching and membership and all those coaching hours. They are available. The more, the merrier. If you got two friends, come on in. Have a free consultation with me if you're interested in coaching hours, of course, not just a bunch of freeloaders. But anyways, got it? So make sure you guys reach out to me. And with that being said, thank you! So much for tuning in to another crazy ass episode of my wonderful podcast. I'll be back for more. You guys already know. And until then, take care of each other and yourself. Is that Jerry Springer? Anyways, over and out.